It's time once again for Not Playing with Lex and Dan. I'm Lex. I'm Dan. Dan, it's great to be watching another movie with you. I really feel like there's nobody else I'd rather watch a movie with these days. That's very sweet. The only problem is since we record the watching process, I can't eat popcorn during the movie watching experience. You can. We've got a lovely thing that's just a remove popcorn filter. Mm. I actually put remove popcorn filter on my popcorn. It makes it taste very airy. It's very delicious. It's a little better than salt and it's better for you. Well, this is, uh, of course, our, our show where we watch movies that either one of us or both of us hasn't seen. And tonight it's my turn to be in the dark. I'm going to see a movie for the first time. Are you excited? I'm very excited because this is a movie that I can reference, even though I've never seen it. Uh, and I will now actually get to see the reference that I'm making. Uh, so the movie is, I think it's a Kevin Costner starring film. Maybe he wrote it. Maybe he directed it. I don't know. But I, I, I think he's, he's no, in he's it. Just, yeah, he's in it. That, you got that much right. And it's I'm giving uh, you credit field, for that. Field of Dreams. Spoiler, the field is full of dreams. I think that it's, this is what I think I know. The things I think I think are this. Uh, Kevin Costner is like a dad or somebody who loves baseball. (laughs) Wow, what were the the odds of that? Maybe he's like a a washed up former baseball player. I don't know. Or or really, maybe he's just trying to infuse in his children a love of baseball. Mm. And... uh, he has dreams that tell him he should build a baseball field in his backyard or something. And I'm sure his wife is going to be like, you're not doing that. And he's going to be like, honey, I have to because the dream keeps telling me if I build it, they will come. Well, really, the dream says if you build it, they will come. But he's got to turn it into the first person. And uh, then he's going to build the field and dead baseball ghosts, who I won't recognize because I also don't pay attention to baseball, will come out and play baseball with him and with I mean, his son. I, also, this is, this is also a spoiler. Um they're not played by the actual dead baseball players, so you, you wouldn't probably recognize them anyway. Well, unless they say, like, hey, it's Babe Ruth, then, I, uh, <laughs> then I'll know what they mean. Um, I imagine that nobody's going to believe him at first, and then people will believe him, and it'll be amazing, and his son will love baseball, and his wife will get back together with him, because I'm assuming at some point she gets mad at him and leaves him, and they all live happily ever after. That's what, that's what I know and what I hypothesize about this There's film. There's an interesting mix in there. Um, I will say, of course, you are, you're not 100% correct, but you have, you've got some elements of it. Uh, I think you'll be surprised. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at, at this movie. I, it's I one of, it is a one, I, I don't know. It's one of, it can be kind of sappy at times, but I also, it's one of those somewhat sentimental movies that I really like. And it's directed, um, I believe, by a guy who's directed uh, uh, one of my other favorite movies, but um, which is uh, Sneakers. Have you ever seen mm. Sneakers? I don't think I have seen Sneakers. Ooh, that might have to go on the list. Well, let's go. We got a rich vein here, so there's there's a uh, a lot for you to learn, a lot for you to love. And I will say, by the way, the, the most of what I know about this movie comes from Wayne's World Two. I mean, most of what you know about most movies comes from Wayne's World Two. So, Dan, I have my movie queued up. For me, it's at about the 17 second mark. It's right after the Universal logo has faded away. I'm right there with you. All right, three, two, one. Gordon Company. It's uh, they make gin too, mm. and fish sticks. I think that's Gorton's. Hey, I was right about this. Kevin Costner. Yes, dances Ridden with directed baseball. By. I have never seen Dances with Wolves either. I think I saw it in eighth grade in class. That's a weird place to see that. 
I don't know who Amy Madigan is. I do know who James Earl Jones is. The He's voice, the but not the body. Jones. Timothy Busfield, you love him. The West Wing and uh, Studio 60. Frank Whaley, who's an 80s movie staple, I feel like. I don't know who that is. And Ray Liotta, you love that guy too. Well, I was right. Shoeless Joe. He's a real baseball player. Shoeless Joe Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. You're not mistaken. Marjorie Simpkin in the critical role of casting. <laughs> I think you got that wrong. That's Lance Bass's mother, by the way. Dennis Gassner. He got made fun of a lot in school, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, he had a, he had a bowel disorder, which just made it worse. It's just, that's just tragic. Uh, the so magical far, music like, by James good, Horner. This is a pretty good movie. You just feel like it's magical, right? I feel like it's kind of Frankish. It's a little more text-heavy than you might think. It's based on a book. I had no idea. Indeed. Indeed but it is. But Shoeless Joe, even though the book was it called Shoeless Joe. It took two Gordons to produce this movie? Even though the book is, is called Shoeless Joe, this movie doesn't star Shoeless Joe. It seemingly stars Kevin. That Austin. kid right there. She wasn't mom then. Hey, he's a dock worker. I saw that that season of The Wire. Oh, jeez. Hmm. Didn't wear shoes. He did die of shoeless Joe Jackson disease, though. I love the wrecking ball painted like a baseball. Wow. <laughs> I don't think that's technically a major. Was it was actual grass though, so Right. Hey, it's American Gothic. (laughs) I don't want to be a farmer. You meant the TV show, The Voice. I understand. Well, this is already intense. He's going to waste all that precious farmland on a baseball field? Spoilers. Uh, The people need corn, Kevin. The children need corn. (laughs) They are descended from it, if I'm not mistaken. That's true. What makes all those cornfields so creepy always? Can't see. That. That is what does it. (laughs) 
Is he a classically good-looking dude? I mean, are you asking if he's classically good-looking or classically? Is he a good-looking dude? I'm asking both ways. I don't know. I feel like he, he just kind of looks like a dude and not like a... Oh, jeez. He's an everyman. Yeah. That's I heard great, that voice. The great thing about Iowa is you can see in every direction. He's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I really thought that was you saying that to me for a second. Dude. <laughs> I don't think she's that sorry. Why are all the lights on inside the house if they're all outside? They don't believe in saving energy. There's a bug on his neck. There's a bug on his neck. There's a bug on his I neck. I think it's a hole in his t-shirt. <laughs> I thought it moved. <laughs> so did the hole in his t-shirt. If you podcast, they will listen. No, I don't think that's true. It's a good question. <laughs> I like their napkins. Ooh, pretty lightning. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> There's a cameraman in your bedroom. He's going to the mental institution. It'd be a very different movie. <laughs> How come that's not a quoted line? I'm just talking to the cornfield. There's corn a lot field. of good lines in this movie. <laughs> Smurfs. Is she wearing a beanie? Or is she very Jewish? I think it's a beanie. Fart. It's all about the 60s. That little girl was in some R-rated movie that just came out. I was reading about it today. Gabby Hoffman, I think, right? Yeah. Nice, nice save. Yeah, good cover.
Is he the youngest person in the industry? He's a newbie. Never moved to Iowa. They've all built their own baseball fields in the past. Don't worry <laughs> about it, Kevin. One of these guys built a basketball court and ice rink. <laughs> yeah, the guy who built the shuffleboard court really didn't know what he was doing. Mm. Sack of what? the corn. <laughs> who invented the thing where a moving camera that's handheld makes it feel like the person is being watched by another person? Uh, that guy. Like corn's his eyes and elephant's eye. Speak up for Christ's sake. Whoa. That's pretty fancy effects, actually. In case you didn't get it, here's yeah. that vision Build one more time. four baseball fields. <laughs> Ray Liotta? <laughs> star of stage and screen? He's star of stage? Uh, well, probably. I mean, he probably did some high school theater at the very least. What do you need to build for Ray Liotta to show up? <laughs> and really, how hard is it to build a baseball field? Isn't it just paint and bases? I mean, there's grass. Well, he's got grass. Yeah, but it's under the corn. <laughs> that would be a good movie too. Under the corn. I want their dinner. I love that they talk about acid in front of their kid. <laughs> there we go. Eat up. Don't listen to daddy be crazy. That's a really weird thing to say out loud, dude. <laughs> well, he goes from sane to crazy pretty instantly, huh? I can't believe they drugged their kid. <laughs> she had it coming. She wouldn't eat well. Still dead, like, as far as we know, I know, is a pretty good line, too. It's true. I'd like to walk a mile in shoeless Joe Jackson's shoes. Kevin Costner has to take his shirt off in every movie. It's contractual obligation. Yep. His chest hair looks a little bit like a triangle pointing to his face. Do all of her pajama shirts match her hair? I think so. Stylistic. 
where voices talk to him and right what if when he builds it his dead dad comes back to watch baseball games with him creepy or his dead mom Some people buy a sports car. <laughs> it really takes very little time to get convinced that he's got to listen to the voice. Wow. They don't make wives like they used to, Dan. <laughs> That's, you know, insanity is an aphrodisiac. <laughs> yeah, well, I found that to be the case also. I hear that about you. How did they all know to come? Oh, all that wasted corn. Where do they get that? It's so unoriginal. Can you quote baseball player stats? My dad can. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> and he couldn't even Google how to do this. Yeah. He had to just figure it out. I would not know how to build a baseball field. Well, I hope that you don't get told to turn your backyard into a baseball field. Me too. There's no room. So he did it in like two days, it looks like. Zentite. I don't do enough wine drinking outside. On your baseball field. Humanity. Oh, no, he's not bad. Yes. yes. <laughs> it is a good baseball field. No, that was exactly what I was thinking. It's some nice work. I don't even know where to buy a base. Or a field. <laughs> or lines. Since you built it, it will come. I 
said, if you gilled it, he would. <laughs> Typo. It's a good thing the voice doesn't have autocorrect. Yeah. You can feel it. Wow. Seasons change. It snowed. He, he was right. He has power. The he was father. I mean, what's it called? Not father Christmas, but old man winter. Isn't there some name for it? Yeah, there's an old Jack man Frost. Jack Frost. That's who came. We poured a lot of money to that baseball field. Hey, almost break even is pretty good. Answer the damn baseball questions. Don't sell the farm or buy the farm or whatever it is that you do with the farm. Oh, geez. Don't be rude. He came. I thought maybe only Kevin Costner was going to see the dead baseball players. This is where it crosses over with Waterworld. <laughs> did you just spit out something? I was underwater. Okay. There's totally a baseball player on that field. Nothing gets by you. What the <laughs> hell am I doing here? It would be hilarious if it was just a dude dressed as an old-timey baseball player. <laughs> like, think how much you could fuck with Kevin Costner. Oh, totally. I mean, if this were today, they would totally be vining that shit. <laughs> OMG. Baseball player just showed up out of the dead on my <laughs> baseball field in a cornfield. Hashtag field, field of dreams. dreams. <laughs> <laughs> this field is so corny. Like my joke. It's too bad that when he came back to life, he couldn't see his family and friends. But he could play baseball. What sorcery is this? Hi, I'm shoe wearing Kevin Costner. I'm Ray Liotta. I will later appear in Goodfellas. Really, Oda has a lot of eye makeup on. It's just really Oda. He likes to wear it. I love that he's got the bats and the balls just sitting there. Right, he can't just have one. Well, I guess those are all weather bats. 
there treated man I would have feel so much pressure hitting that ball right now <laughs> nailed it you suck <laughs> dude I came back dude, all the way from that? the dead for this all right well see that was a good sense of realism I like that I got it, I got it, I got it. You got to call these. He's out again. Oh God, I hope he doesn't beat me up. This is my bat. Where'd you get my bat? <laughs> Not really. I was cremated, son. Except for that part where I had part of me agitated. I had a stroke. Phantom grass. A lot of bugs make cameos in this movie. They're outside in the dark with lights on. It's a buggy movie. I would definitely not want to pitch to a dead, successful baseball player. I think I would have to stand halfway between the pitcher's mound and home plate. You don't, you don't throw very well. I, mean, I, I can throw straight, but not far. He is not a southpaw. I hope he doesn't beat him on the first pitch. Don't hit the corn. It's corn everywhere. Nice pitch. He learned how to pitch in uh, Bull Durham. Haven't seen it. It's a pretty good movie too. Tim Robbins in that one? He's going to disappear. Hmm. Nope.
He's a really good pitcher. I'm never going to find that ball again. <laughs> also Barchese. Rough glue. <laughs> I haven't been to a spittoon wielding hotel in a while. You're missing out. I get the feeling he really likes baseball. You could say that again. He's wearing shoes. He can't step over that pit of the field. He needs to make a super huge baseball field, and then he can go everywhere. It's pretty weird, man. <laughs> He's going to walk into the corn and disappear. You're very good at this game. Thank you. You have to wait. I, though, I think I think we got one. This is a great line. It's Iowa. I'm so good, man. It's another quotable line. Back to the fiery pits of hell for agreeing to throw that game. Ass talk again. Hey, Timothy Busfield. He prefers Danny Kincannon.
You don't even like that shirt. <laughs> to build a baseball. <laughs> What's a crap was funny. We have to keep our ghost players a secret. The sky? You don't believe the sky? The field looks good. You gotta keep it mowed. And larried and curlied. Curlied is important for a baseball field. So do you think that guy spends all of his time in the afterlife wearing the catcher's thing? Sure. Protection. Does it have a special name? Yeah. Is it called the catcher's, catcher's thing? thing? Yeah. They're really excited to play baseball, but they don't realize they don't have an opponent. Sometimes you don't need an opponent. We're warming up. I didn't know that. I'm learning now about you know, baseball. Yeah. You are learning about baseball. <laughs> so they know what date it is. Oh. Hey, he can't say asshole. There's a kid there. <laughs> that kid's great. I say asshole all the time, asshole. <laughs> I'm from the city. It's weird that he doesn't want to tell anybody about this. I'm not saying he has to monetize it. I'm just saying it's weird to keep such a supernatural... You're thinking SEO, aren't you? I am. There's a relevant point. Do they not notice the baseball players? Mm. They can't see it. Oh, geez. <laughs> You're an idiot. I think it's her haircut that makes her feel stupid. I think it's hilarious. 
Oh, now I understand. I'm really glad that his family can see it or else this would be really weird. I'll send my kid out for some cigarettes. Don't worry about it. The shower. There are no showers in heaven. <laughs> they wash with manna. You know, they kind of need a ninth player. It's nice that they have a sense of humor about their predicament. See, someone will point out the <laughs> the anachronism of that, which is that Wizard of Oz didn't come out till after they. I guess I guess they lived longer. Wait, what are they saying? Ease his pain. Isn't it possible they watched it in the afterlife, Dan? I guess that's true. It's Basil. I'm not big on identifying antecedents. Now he has to ease his Stupid pain. Stupid omnipotent baseball field. <laughs> How annoying would it be if they just like inherited everything? <laughs> Drink some water. Zing. <laughs> Frickin' voice ruins everybody's day. Just like the TV show. <laughs> well, they're not really critics then, are they? This is the most people ever to show up for a PTA meeting. So do I. Check. Can I get an amen? She can't do that. Amazing that she can spell. I love the school board chief. 
You're an idiot. Zing. Factually accurate. <laughs> yeah, she was cool. Oh, yeah, this is going to be hot. Constitution spitters? Constitution spitters? Anybody? Anybody? You. You look like a constitution spitter. And who's for freedom? Who's for America? She didn't do that for the other side. That's not fair. Now she's just stalling for time. I like Stalin. He was all right. I mean, okay. There we go. You just got served, lady. It really seemed like everybody was against her at first. It's Easter pain. The lesser-known song. What's Aaron's man got to do? Got to do with baseball? He's the man. That's technically true. Research montage. I don't I don't know where I live. <laughs> With hitting.
Oh, I like that face. Passive aggressive wife face. One of my one of one of my favorite couples in cinema history. Hey, they have no rear view mirror. But which I mean nice. pathetic. Think she's screwing with him. Yeah, yeah. But the baseball field worked. That's not a bad idea, actually. That would be pretty spunky. I can kind of see both sides of this argument. You build a crazy field. <laughs> I feel like they're not at all excited enough about the fact that they have a magic field. Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah, I know. Boston! <laughs> oh, he's driving up Com F. I could see this role being played by Nicolas Cage. Kosher. 
savvy old Jewish guy. I also don't have that's a chicken what, on my door. That's what 20 bucks will buy you in uh, Massachusetts. Directions to J- James Earl Jones' house. It's weird that so many people in Boston would know where he lives. He's a reclusive author. Everybody knows where they live. What if Terrence has been dreaming about him, too? That's a weird knocker. All right, end of movie. I think you can just knock on the door this time. I don't think you have to use the knocker. All right. Do what you want to do. I mean, it was... This guy needs some pain eased. I'm a sucker for guys who jam themselves into doors. Yeah. This is CNN. That is CNN. You're wasting your minute. Technically, he does need money. I really feel like Kevin Costner could have handled that way better. He's just an ordinary dude with a baseball field in his cornfield. <laughs> now he's taking up breaking and entering. This is the part where it turns into a wacky heist movie. He's got a big bump on his head. Let's call it his head. Trick or treat. Sneak, sneak, sneak. (laughs) 
This kryptonite. He's got an apple sticker. I would like to see a remake of this movie with him played by Andre Brower. It's <laughs> a fair question. You got me there. <laughs> I would love some cookies. voice gets angry if you come with me I will go maybe a Hanukkah card right Fenway been there me too. They actually, they actually shot in Fenway too. They hit new magazine. Ladies. That's pretty close to where my dad's seats are. Your dad sits in the ladies' room? He does. He has really thick glasses. You heard the man. Two dogs, two beers. Doesn't have money to be buying this stuff. Uh, Until the NSA gets involved anyways. Literally. 
That would be very painful. God, what's so refreshing about this is you look at the monster, there's no ads on it. Now it's totally covered in ads. Scoring the game, too. That's excellent. Bill Michael style. Wait, I didn't hear what he said. You didn't watch the whole game. They gotta go the distance, though, that's for sure. This is all a reference to a cake song? Do we ever get an explanation for why or what the voice is? That would be spoiling. Hey, the sicko sign. I like it when they film in Boston. Makes me happy. It's better than when they film in Vancouver and pretend it's Boston. Books. That scene was shocking. I still can't figure out where the hell that's supposed to be. I'm not sure that is Boston. It looks like more like a back lot. I am your father. You haven't seen it? I think I've seen that one. No, you said you haven't seen that one. Oh, I guess I haven't. That is not what it said, and you're a bad liar. It said dance with wolves. Magic. So there's there's going to be no land left. This it's is my all water. This is one of my favorite scenes. Whoa. Why did he lie about it for so long? That doesn't make any sense. I object to his lying about it. About lying about what? Not knowing 
not hearing, not hearing the, voice. the voice at first. Or did he, was he supposed to have heard it just now when he got out of the car? Or was he saying he I heard it back at the game? Do we ever know? Knowing is overrated. Besides, now we're on an awesome road trip movie. We're going to be at a payphone, right? Invent a cellular phone so I can talk to you more easily. A corded phone, no less. Her shirt is awesome. It's pretty bitchin'. And that's no bull. Oh, jeez. I like his sign language. The news. The newspaper. They know everything. The Lantern Supper Club. Now I'm hungry. Stop by for it. I'm okay. Here we dunk their glasses in milk. Milk? <laughs> you poured milk in people's pockets? Terrible. They have to take his corpse back to Iowa? They gotta dig it up and burn it. If you burn it, you will scream. It's a good one. He's wearing a calculator watch. I disagree. It's a digital watch. What a sucker.
I feel like he's easing his pain all over this place. Reclusive author. Let's go, Dad. I need total privacy for this phone call. Hello, my father. You are my father. Not a lot to do in Chisholm, Minnesota after the darkness. This seems like a whisper scene coming up here. I think I'm getting the hang of this. If you whisper. Looks like he heard you. You just stepped into the past. The Godfather came out this year? I had no idea. There was time travel in this movie. license plate would go for a ton of money on eBay. <laughs> 1972. That year sounds familiar. <sighs> the Exorcist. Homeboy's got an umbrella. And I don't see any rain. <laughs> Close up of the umbrella for less attentive viewers. Paging I like that through. Ray just rolls with this. And talk in a funny way. Don't make fun. Don't make fun of Burt Lancaster. The man's 11th. He's still talking in a funny way. It's probably my mustache. 
and literally. I wish for a million dollars. Devil! But that's a lot of wishes now. Like having an at-bat is one thing, but now we've got a squint and wink and single, double, triple, slide. Everyone's delusional in this movie. This fan. Guys, deep. He's Burt Lancaster. He's awesome. Just plant the seed, man. You plant the seed, he'll show up when he's dead. She says you're crazy.
Guardiola? No, he's outside. <laughs> and they're like, sure, no problem. Pretty harsh for your brother. <laughs> Seriously. Road trip. He can hear the stuff and see the stuff. He'll see the game. Don't worry. That Jason Biggs? <laughs> Nowhere near there. There is no way that's Lancaster. He looks way young. What? We win! <laughs> I want there to be cut to a scene where they slam the brakes on and throw him out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, who's going to find you a job in I feel like he really felt angry just now. It's because he's a great actor. He is. I bet the awful <laughs> thing was you're a poopy didn't, head. He didn't have a GPS. Couldn't find his way home. That road is in need of repair. That is like I-90 right there. I only 30-something. Poopy head, poopy head. It would be funny if this was just a long bleeped sentence. John Dillinger. Shoeless Joe.
good reason yeah. for everything. Man. He just called his grandmother a bitch. That kid uh, slept for a long time in the back of that car. He's dead. <laughs> well, twice, apparently. Right. I'll bet he's going to bring his father back. And they're going to have a catch. Your purpose is Darth Vader. He's here for pain easing. (laughs) He's got the guy in aspirin. Say what? probably some other baseball field don't worry about it who's turning on the lights for the players who let the dogs out is the switch on the field because if it's not on the field they can't get to it well his wife's there right the but kid, is she going the out kid there can probably reach it i guess what a motley crew They're all singing, all dancing. Hey, there's more than one team. (laughs) Don't don't be an idiot. Yeah, I mind. Get them the hell out of here. I don't know any of those names. <laughs> Good one. It's funnier if you know Ty Cobb. How come we didn't ask him what position he plays? It doesn't matter. Unbelievably perfect. They found umpires too. I love that. Seriously, (laughs) undead umpires. They're even worse than normal umpires. Coming back from the dead just so I could officiate somebody else's game. I mean, what if you were born to umpire? That would be a good movie. Born to ump. Swing, bada, 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 bada. 
Good one. Oh, he doesn't get the blue sky that he was wishing for, though. <laughs> Just takes one. It's good advice. Takes two to tango, though. Right. And you and me in the bottle make three, if I'm not mistaken. Safe. Oh, he let it die right away. Nice out. I'm never going to be a doctor now. All those people will die. <laughs> In an alternate timeline. It's very confusing. The army's coming. They're going to weaponize baseball. Now, if it's real balls and real bats, it's weird. What, what happens to the bats that they can't see? You know what I mean? If it's a tangible bat. <laughs> I want him to beat the crap out of him. The blue sky now. That's a why farming you, expression. Why would you choke a pig? I see a giant pile of money. Holy night.
How do you know? You're going to need a business license? So old people. People will come, Ray. Look at you, man. I bet he's not going to sign it. It will never rain in Iowa again. <laughs> the advancing players are creepy, Dan. <laughs> Don't piss him off. We're coming for you, James Earl Jones. Let's make sure the bank doesn't open. Yes, that's the only one. That's the important one. How come Terrence doesn't just give him the money? He's a recluse. <laughs> Ray, if I could step off of this field, I would punch you. For there was money in the afterlife. This is your face, Ray. It's your face I'm punching over and over again. He's waiting for you to hit the ball. Well, I did not expect the dead kid scene to happen.
She could still get emergency. Hey, how come he's allowed off the field? He wasn't on the field in the beginning with it, remember? I know, but how come he was allowed off the field? Everyone's got yeah. everyone's got a purpose. Oh man. Why can't he just take her to him? I, this seems like an unnecessary piece of drama. Whoa. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? <laughs> I'm a doctor. Is he alive again now? Isn't he dead now? Well, he was dead before. If he shows up there, his wife is going to be missing and he'll freak out. Oh, he's heading home into the fields. Okay. I'll accept that. He didn't even get on base. Yeah, he's You're an asshole, Kevin run. Costner. <laughs> Timothy Busfield, you're so crazy. was great it's weird that be the rules of this supernatural field are kind of bullshit to me he should be allowed to come back tomorrow what the who's making these rules by the way thanks for trying to kill our daughter and you suck tried to commit nisa side We called the game on account of the choking kid. Oh, snap. 
pretty thick. <laughs> Solid. Ray. A story I can never write. That and get kidnapped by crazy people. Also, rock suspenders. Don't forget about that. And a nice hat, too. Well, he's in the sun. The snap rim. I wear a hat in the sun. I wear the same hat. Not literally the same hat. You wear James Earl Jones' hat? He's going to hell. Yeah, they're going to get some beer, have some shawarma. So if I'm understanding, which I could very easily not be, he's agreeing to go be dead now. I don't see how he can go there and come back in a corporeal form. So many questions. Does he have like cirrhosis of the liver or something? He just really likes corn. It's beautiful, Ray. And this is suicide, so he has to go to hell by most major religions. Is it? Maybe he's just visiting. Like in Monopoly. When you don't go to jail, you're just visiting. There's a guy out there tickling him. James Earl Jones does a lot of laughing in this movie. What the hell just happened? That's what that face means. But it's, yeah, it's only the latest in a long line of weird crap. He's got an intense stare. You just killed your friend, Ray. I'm the devil, Ray. Devil Ray, this is a different team. Yeah.
dad? It's gotta be. Who else could it be? I am your father. <laughs> But that's weird to say if you're an actor and your name is Ray. Yeah. I, I think about that every time I watch this movie. I remember being a kid and wondering how the hell they did that. Just thinking it was amazing. It was amazing. It was it was simple simple pleasures. They called that effect the Cornelius. He's hot. He's a fox. That's insane. <laughs> Ray Kinsella. Isn't that weird? You should tell them who they are. No, you should tell them. I don't like this. It's crazy that Timothy Busfield left. I just don't understand people's reaction to this amazing occurrence is to just kind of take it for granted. He's got places to be. Other other places to foreclose on. Well, it's Iowa. Yes. I already heard that line. You're shitting me.
Hug it out. Come on. What if he never comes back and now you'll have to regret for the rest of your life not hugging him that time? So he does know he's his dad. At least he answers to the name dad. Maybe that's just his new nickname. Hey, daddy-o. That's what we call people here in Iowa. Uh, I will say, I think this music is over the top. It's just catch with his dead dad. (laughs) Spoken like someone who never played catch with their dead dad. I don't know if I've ever played catch with my dad. Oh. I don't know if that's going to be a really depressing moment. And then they got electrocuted at the end. They all came to watch him play catch with his dad. Right. Those people are going to be sorely disappointed, I feel like. Wow, look at all those cars. It's the most cars I was ever seen. Even if those are all extras in cars, just think about the nightmare of getting everybody out again when they were done. Special effects. They made people melt into a cornfield. <laughs> Wait, is that it? They're a field. The field has been dreamt. Wow. Well, that was something. Something, he says. I don't know what to take away from that. It was all right. It was all right? Just all right? It was all right. It was all right? (laughs) The angry PTA mother. Hang on. First, I want to know what else Lee Garlington did. Oh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. I've seen her. She's still around on TV. I'm trying to remember what I saw her in most recently. Right. She seemed very familiar to me. What was her last name? Garlington. Wait, Wait, check out the end. Of the credits. Well, I'm not there. Oh, you missed it. The voice himself? Yes. They never tell you who does the voice, huh? I think I looked it up at some point and they didn't even know. (laughs) Maybe you could find. Like the the guy, I looked up the thing for UHF where they had the voice of the guy in the car and they said, Al Al Yankovic had forgotten. Vic. Yank. Hey, Al Yanka this. Oh, that's that's just inappropriate. So, should we um, should we talk about the movie now, having seen it? We can talk about it. I'm just gonna turn the volume down just a little bit. Oh, I I press stop. I assume there's no like scene there at the end. end, He joins the Avengers. That's probably not. I liked it. (laughs) As as I was trying to express to you during the movie a little bit, I uh, I didn't like the rules of the field. The rules aren't important that's the thing is it's not it's a metaphor <laughs> what's it a metaphor for it's all i mean it's about the pastime of the country and it's about him playing catch with his dad and you know i don't know the rules don't matter so much to me because it's not that kind of a movie to my mind anyways you know that's what i kind of love about it that there's this air of sort of 
you know magic around it and it doesn't necessarily have it's not like harry potter right where it's like oh in cast a spell you need to say these exact words and we never you know we have this very prescribed formula for how that works this is a little bit more who knows like who knows what's going on like who knows why the voice talks to him who is the voice is it god like you know there's a lot of questions and i feel like i'm okay not knowing the answers to those questions because that would just take some of the magic out of it i i, I mean I understand what you're saying, and I thought that it was okay, but I just felt like, and I, I don't needed to explain it. I don't need to dispel the whole thing out to me. Like, here's what was happening. I didn't object to the fact that I don't know who the voice is necessarily, and I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why it's talking to him, and why it's so important that he helps the various people he helped along the way. I just, I think it's unfair that Doc walks off the field to save their daughter's life, and now he can't play anymore. I think he should have gotten another at bat, at least. He never got the field. The one time he was fielding in a regular Major League Baseball game, he nobody hit to him, right, and then he didn't get the field in this game. The point of that for Doc is that he makes the same choice, right? He makes the choice to be a doctor because in the end, he feels like that's more important than playing baseball. But what if he had had a hugely successful baseball career, became a multimillionaire, and then donated all that money to cancer research and saved 10 billion people? Well, that would be saying, pretty impressive because there aren't even 10 billion people on the planet. But... I, I, there could have been if it weren't for all this if cancer. Only, that he's if not only curing. he had saved all of them. Um, I, it just to me. I understand your point. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's, there's, like I said, it's a sentimental movie, and it's, it's perhaps a little sappy at times. I, I still really, I really love it because it does have that atmosphere of it, which I think is really hard to capture. I and I don't know sweet. that any of those other things would have enhanced the movie i mean that's probably true I, I think the other part of it is that i like the bittersweet part of that you know the fact that he makes a choice and he can't go back from that choice or the fact well, that they ask parents to go and not ray well do you think he knows before he steps off the field that he'll never be able to step back on i guess he does yeah. hesitate. oh absolutely so yeah, he knows he yeah. knows okay so you know you're right the fact that he knows ahead of time that makes it okay although i don't i still don't understand why don't they just say bring her to me <laughs> I guess they don't want to move her. Because well, I mean, if you want to be critical at that point, why are they leaving a kid choking? Don't call an ambulance. Maybe the ghost right. will save her. <laughs> like, yeah. if we're talking about realism, then I mean, there's I, bigger I issues. Encouraged, I would have encouraged mom to keep going to call the that, hospital. Yeah, it's that okay is the one thing up. that in this movie is, I mean, I think I was willing to let it slide a little more when I was younger because I didn't really think about it. But like, as an adult watching that, I would be like, everyone's standing around the child that is slowly asphyxiating. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold up. There's a I also I didn't love that Doc is like this child is choking. Like you don't have to say that. Just he's deal a, with it first. Folks, like let's let's cure first. He's folksy. He's a yeah. folksy doctor. I liked it. And I will tell you, much funnier than I expected. Yeah, it doesn't uh, take itself too seriously. Like I think it that there's an element of, you know, it realizes how insane it is, which I think works for it. Yeah. And I mean the the, the characters themselves are funny. They make jokes. I like that. Um, I do hope that the players come back at some point when all those cars are lined up because it's got to be boring to just watch somebody play with his dead dad. They don't even know that he's well. I mean, they're dead. They can dead. come. They can come back whenever they want. I hope so. And I think yeah, I was looking at this. Um, yeah. So this is based on a book, right? Um, which is written by a guy named W. P. Kinsella. So not Ray Kinsella, but um, 
clearly inspired by him. I did know that in the book, I believe Terrence Mann is actually J.D. Salinger. It felt like it was supposed to be. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, and it says the Phil Alden Robinson who directed it rewrote him as uh, because I guess I guess Salinger threatened to sue. yeah, so he he turned it into James Earl Jones, which is fine because I think James Earl Jones is fantastic in this movie. I think he does a nice job. A lot of laughing. Uh, did you? Um, and Terrence Mann is not a real author. No. Right? no. Okay, good. Because I was feeling bad that I didn't know who he was. All the baseball players I think are all real. Maybe not Archie Graham. I'm not sure that. I think everybody else is real though. And uh, I, I also learned after we watched the movie that uh, that uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are in this movie. Oh yeah, that's right. They are. I, need, I don't I know that you can see them. No, they're they're. I think they're extras in Fenway Park. Yes, they're spectators at yeah. the Red Sox game. Um, the field is real, and oh, I he, believe they actually is, built it is still there. Um, it's a it's a tourist attraction, basically. According to according to Wikipedia, um, it was sold in most recently in 2011 to a company called Go the Distance Baseball. <laughs> um, but it was a tourist destination for a while. Um, yeah, so uh, there's, there, I love that they do the location shoots in Fenway and Boston. Like that makes me happy just because it's I I get so frustrated in seeing when they shoot movies in in places that are quote unquote Boston but are clearly not Boston. So that makes me feel good, and I, I really I don't know I love all the characters in this film. I feel like uh, Amy Madigan, who I she doesn't do a lot of work. I've seen her in some other stuff, but. As the wife, she is. I think she's fantastic just because I really I think enjoyed she was their great. dynamic. I thought she was really funny. I thought their relationship was really funny. And I totally expected, you know, a woman who was going to be like, no, you're not going to build that stupid freaking baseball field. Like, I expected a. That would have been the, be the cliche, problem. right? Like, right. that would have been the trope. And I think it was nice that they sidestepped it and showed that they had a very strong relationship, even if it gets tested by this. She was on Fringe. Thank you, IMDb. She yeah. was totally on Fringe. And she was on. Um, I know her best from. Uh, uh, HBO series that ran for a couple Carnival. seasons. Carnival. Carnival, yeah. She plays somewhat, a much, much creepier character in that show. <laughs> I, um, you know, what I thought, uh, what I thought worked was, well, I'll tell you what. I, knowing about this movie only from not having seen it, I expected that first we were going to see, you know, uh, more evidence of his love for baseball and why he's so passionate about it. And they really tried to pack in what little affection he had for baseball, I guess, early in that voiceover. And that was, I would say, I didn't love that the tremendous voiceover exposition, which I think was a very 80s movie sort of approach. Yeah. But that part I didn't love. Also, apparently in the book, uh, Ray Kinsella has a twin, identical twin, Richard Kinsella. He doesn't even make it into the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that would have worked. It would have diluted it a little too much. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, they already had that big effects budget, so... According to uh, Wikipedia, uh, during a lunch with the Iowa Chamber of Commerce, Phil Alden Robinson told about his fi- idea of the final scene with headlights from miles at the horizon. They replied that it could be made. Dyersville was blacked out as part of a community event that also involved commuters driving to the field. The drivers in the final shop were instructed to switch between their high beams and low beams to allow for the illusion of movement. The film crew on the farm was hidden to make sure the aerial shot did not reveal them. Wow. I liked it. You know... I- and I, I think I can understand why people would love it. I think that if I if I had this movie as a nostalgia thing, I think I would probably have loved it well, again you're, you're now. Also, you're also not a huge baseball fan, right? Right. Well, do, well I was going to ask. Do you think that's a part of it? Like, do I you think, think that you have to be a big baseball fan? I mean, I think it certainly helps, especially if you know anything about, you know, the Black Sox and the, right. the whole scandal. I mean, and I grew up with, you know, my dad is a, is a diehard 
baseball fan when you asked as we were recording if if I could rattle off statistics and while I cannot he definitely can um what, what it's funny because I was thinking even before we watched you know anytime it seems like it's getting mired up in baseball stuff I'll just do a mental live real-time translation into football but I do not think this movie works with a football field I don't, I don't <laughs> think so well it's a different type of game and, you know even if baseball right. has lost it a bit in you know the last few decades I think it has become so much more commercialized but there is there is a nostalgia and history for it in a different way you know because of right. being sort of a you know regarded as the national pastime it's a it has a it's a game with a tremendous amount of narrative right. uh, both in terms of the game itself and also in terms of its history and as a kid I lapped up like the history of baseball stuff and I had baseball cards out the wazoo and classic baseball cards and I would you know read all this stuff and I read books about baseball and novels about baseball and I was really 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 bad at baseball was the thing <laughs> I have one I like like Archie I had one career at that <laughs> <laughs> or no, I had, I had many at bats. I had one hit in my entire little league career. So, when you and I, uh, when you appeared on another podcast of mine, when you appeared on Unprofessional, we told the story of how I bunted a triple. Yes, it was, yes, it was a big moment for me. I was a designated yeah. bunter on my team and, because and, I was I was always a year or two younger than everybody else because I was the youngest guy in my grade, <laughs> and so everybody would develop physically before I did, so they could all hit where I really couldn't. So I had a bunt every time I was at bat. It was sad. Yeah, well, I, I, I think maybe I told, I don't remember if I told the story, but my one hit, which was a single, um, and would have been a, a, a extra base hit, except the people in front of me stopped it second. Made me sad. That was, that was, the, that was my, my, I remember it as the last hit I ever, you know, the last <laughs> at bat I ever had. Um, right. But I, I don't think that's true. But it was, it was pretty know, late in my career. The, um, I'll tell you what bothered me here. And besides, besides my, my unhappiness with the rules of the field, which you have sort of convinced me were okay. And I didn't love, I mean, I love time travel, but when he goes back in time to see that guy, I wanted a little bit more understanding of how that happened. Because that's a whole new layer of magic and supernatural sure. wonderment. And I thought that we should give some justification for it. Because all he did was walk outside so Terrence could talk to his father. Uh, by the way, now his father is, has a dead son, so that's kind of sad. Well, is um, he dead? I don't know. Like, that's the thing is, you know, we don't, I mean, we never get Field of Dreams 2 where Terry comes back. is like, oh, I went through the hell and the brimstone and the fire. And let me tell you, Ray. <laughs> Well, no, I think once Terrence walks off, he's accepting his death. And I, how can he, I mean, I think he's dead. But anyway. I don't know. It's I possible. Gonna... It's possible. But it's open. I like that. It's open to interpretation. I think there's, there's a discussion there. All right. Well, okay. I accept that it's open interpretation. But I think any interpretation that's not he's dead is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're very open. I can tell that. Um, but no, here's what I was going to say. I didn't love the, um, the father-son relationship described by Ray. Mm-hmm. because he was saying like he had he was his mother dies when he's young and then he was saying you know he read one Terrence book and he decides he's not going to play catch with his dad ever again and then he, what he said was to Terrence you know when I was 17 I said something horrible to my father and then Terrence was like well what'd you say and he said I told him your hero's a criminal which so I never I can never respect a man whose hero is a criminal right and yeah. that's not really a horrible thing to say especially at 17 to a dad like it doesn't feel it feels to me like Terrence at that point had to say, you know, your father probably did not carry around that specific sentiment with him the way that you have, because to a parent, that's just one more line of bullshit. Well, yeah, but is it is it necessarily what he said or is it the fact is it the intent with which it was said? Right. Like I can I can think of arguments with my parents where it didn't necessarily matter what the text of the argument was like, but if there's an underlying sort of, you know, uh, vitriol that sort of comes out, 
with it. And you could see it's like, I mean, it's the fraying of a relationship in which it didn't matter, right? That that relationship was going to snap at some point. Right. And that just happened to be the way it manifested itself. But I, I mean, I understand your a little point. bit forgiven. I wanted to, I wanted to see like, here's what I don't like. I don't like the sentimentality of saying, you know, I was at some points I was hurtful to my father and our relationship wasn't perfect, but now I've done magic and my dead dad is here to play cash with me. And now all is forgiven. I wanted to him to have some sense of it's okay because you were young and your father always loved you. Like the parent in me was like screaming internally, like this man needs to hear that it's fine and that the way he should pay it forward, the way he should fix this is by having a good relationship with his own daughter, which it seems like he does in the movie other than like leaving her for many days to go pursue some craziness. But you know, it seems like he's a good dad. I feel like he just, I wanted somebody to go up to him and say, listen, it's okay. Even if dead dad never magically reanimates to play catch with you on a baseball field of your construction, it's okay. Well, and I think, you know, I understand your point in that. I think the issue for me then is then it becomes, it's a little too literal. It's a little too, you know, uh, just sort of put out there. Whereas, you know, it's a little less metaphorical, right? And I think that to me, it's a little less interesting. if It's like your dad always loved you. It's like, well, we know parents love their children for the most part, right? Like we don't need you to be told that. You are a major that. field of dreams defender. Well, no, I like this movie a lot. It means a lot to me. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, I'm... I'm not. Did you, you know, watch it with your dad the first time? Oh God, no! I, th- I think my dad would f- find this like totally like <laughs> sentimental and crappy. Like he's not he's not a huge movie fan. Um, no, but I mean it 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 definitely makes me think of aspects of my relationship with my father, especially because my father is such a huge baseball fan. Right. Um, so it means something to me in that way. But but from a writer's perspective, I also love that it has see. I, I understand the frustration in not knowing how these things work or the time travel or things like that, but I kind of love it because to me it it works despite the fact that it shouldn't work and that the rules aren't explained and we don't know how it works. It plays because the atmosphere and the filmmaking do such a good job of convincing you that this is what happened that to me it just it sells me right and that's I, I understand it's not necessarily the case for everyone, but I I, I really I love that that scene where. There are two scenes, the scene with James Earl Jones standing in front of the truck, you know, and yeah. saying that he moonlight Graham, that scene. And then the scene where Doc Graham walks off the field, they both, you know, like make the hair on my, the back of my neck go up. Like it's visceral for me. And I think that is Wait, what was the second scene I missed the, with uh, with uh, the Doc Graham walking off the field. Uh, yes. Like okay. both of those are scenes that are just like and I heard your breath catch a little bit when the kid falls off, which is a dramatic scene. But like right. to me, both of those are things where it works so well because it just hits you on a gut level. Um, at least for me, like it makes me feel a a physical response, and that, that's impressive to me because filmmakers don't often accomplish that in my experience. Interesting. So that's why I'll, why I'll defend it. Yeah, I um, I I I like I said, I think it was good. I was seeing that um, uh, Premiere Magazine lists this movie on their list of the. Top twenty most overrated films of Ouch. all time. Ouch. Uh, but no, I think it's. I mean, I liked it, and there were a lot of scenes that I liked. And what I'm realizing is that for me, the scenes that I liked the most were the ones that were further away from the baseball field. Like, um, I loved Amy Madigan in the uh, school board BTA meeting. Yeah, sure. Um, I loved all the. I loved that scene where he first meets James Earl Jones. I thought that was good. So like, I enjoyed the movie. I think it was fun and funny. Um. I it won't crack my my own top twenty, but maybe it's it, like you said. It could be that uh, I don't have a strong baseball connection, and my guess is that it's really like I'm seeing it 
I don't know, 20 years too late. Well, no, that's fine. I mean, and, and we're allowed to have different tastes. Well, you're not allowed, but <laughs> I guess it's okay. So, you know, and, and this is why we're, we're having a cultural exchange. You know, I, I think of this as it larger, not just seeing movies for the first time, but like we're, uh, we're exchanging some views. That's right. And I like that. Yeah. Well, well, we'll, we'll see if we, um, I don't know. I, I'll debate whether or not Phil Alden Robinson's other major film sneakers makes onto the list, which also features Timothy Busfield in a slightly menacing role. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Timothy Busfield. Hey, you know what? I just read something really interesting too on IMDb and I, that I think is important. Would you like to share with me? The line, hey, dad, you want to have a catch, originally didn't include dad. Audiences were disappointed in the lack of acknowledgement of father and son, and the word dad was looped in during post-production. And I think that was important to me. No, I I agree. I I, I agree with you on there. I think I I heard you complaining about it, and I like that it gets referenced. I also like that it's done in a subtle way. Like, you're right. He could have introduced them to you know introduced into his family and sort of like this is your granddaughter and i think i don't know also if i was that ghost i might be a little like whoa 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 i'm just playing baseball here don't 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 (laughs) saddle me with this baggage the thing is especially i don't know i have a thing whenever i watch a series finale that it always makes me uh think about my own mortality in ways i don't like (laughs) so if i'm watching a show whether it's one that I'm, i'm mainlining on netflix or if it's you know i've been watching it in real time over the course of years when it's the season the series finale I feel really weird and depressed, not just because I won't be able to see that show anymore, but it's like things end, including my existence. And so for me, when I was seeing this movie drawing to a close, I was like, this is going to end. And this man needs to know that this is his family. It was important to me. So I, I appreciate that they added that line in, or that word in, I guess. I think it works. I, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's also, I believe, the, the last, you know, basically the last exchange in the movie, right? So right, right. That's, that, that to me is the capper. That brings it all home. So you've never read the book, though, huh? I have not. I have not read the book. I, well, I, maybe, I, maybe I need to do some reading. I think you should read Shoeless Joe by W.P. Kinsella, who is name-checked in the Moxie Froofus song, My Baby Loves a Bunch of Authors. Uh, okay. And you should also know that when, they, when studio audiences complained or when test audiences complained about the title, thinking that Shoeless Joe was going to be a movie about a hobo, which, by the way, is embarrassing for those audiences. That's a little sad. Uh, and they changed the title to Field of Dreams. They, they call up W.P. Kinsella and say, here's the bad news. We're changing the name to Field of Dreams. And W.P. Kinsella said, that's all right. I That was the publisher's title. I wanted to call it Dream Field. <laughs> so it all worked out. Yeah, everything works out in the end. See, it's all, maybe they'll make a movie about that. <laughs> that would See, that feels like a real teacher. A, me- a meta movie. Uh, written by Charlie Kaufman. Well, would you like to know what we're watching next I time? I would love to know what we're watching next time. Tell me. It is almost Star Wars-esque. And oh. I say that only because uh, Star Wars, uh, you got Darth Vader. His real name is? Anakin Skywalker. Anakin. Yeah. And Anakin rhymes with the title of the movie that we're going to watch oh, next time. Oh, dear. <laughs> we're watching Ramekin? A movie about <laughs> little things that you make popovers in? You're very close. We were watching the 1987 hit Mannequin, starring, of course, Andrew McCarthy, Kim Cattrall, Estelle Getty, and James Spader. That is quite a cast. I love this movie. Okay. I, I look uh, forward to experiencing it for the first time. I believe I might have seen a little bit of it, but I'm pretty sure I have not seen the whole thing. I really love Kim Cattrall's character in the movie. I, and um, <laughs> if I could marry as a, any as a mannequin character, that comes to life, it, well, it's kind of. This is a theme in the 80s, right? Because you also got uh, uh, Weird Science. Right. 
Right. But I mean, it's one, once she is alive, she's just so in love with Andrew McCarthy. It's really sweet. <laughs> okay. Like All right. I look forward to it. Well, Dan, it was a pleasure watching Field of Dreams with you. Thank you for introducing me to it. Well, and thanks for sitting through it. I appreciate it. No one's walked out of a movie yet so far in this run. So that's, that, I feel <laughs> this like podcast that's a success. Is over. I agree. And I, you know what? I, with each one we've watched so far, whether I've loved it or merely liked it, you can, you can feel, I think, how others might just love it. So I'm glad that we got to, to watch it or relive it along with it. I don't think this series is going to be a success unless, you know, by the end of it, we're like bitter and sniping at each other. Like, oh, well, yeah, but you like Field of Dreams. <laughs> It'll come. We'll It'll... be the two Muppets in the back of the theater. I look forward to it. Well, we, uh, we hope the rest of you out there, if you're still listening, will continue to join us next time. Oh, uh, not playing. With, with Lex, Lex and Dan. Dan. <laughs> High five. <laughs> A kid uh, slept for a long time in the back of that car. He's dead. <laughs> well, twice, apparently. Right.